Minds are little, not our thoughts. I'm your host, Tiona. We've heard a few episodes on different topics about our education. But giving it a thought, our real education starts at home, and it has been proven over and over again that education should be supported at home too. To discuss this exact topic, I have with me... Mrs. Aparna Dinesh. She has taught thousands of students in her 25 years of being a teacher. I would like to quote her. In the bygone quarter century, I have worked with undergraduate students, to students in elementary classes and different schools. I teach English and history and must say I enjoy every bit of it. She is now working as Coordinator Academics with National Public School, Kormangla, Bangalore, and has been there for the past 15 years and proudly calls it her second home. I'm feeling very excited to speak to you. Welcome to my show, Mrs. Apana. Thank you, Siona. I'm looking forward to talking to you as well. So am I. So, the first question is, we have schools to educate us. Then why do we still need help at home? Okay, can I ask you a question? What does education mean to you? What do you mean by the word education, Siona? Could you give me an answer to that? I'm a teacher, so I'm used to asking questions. Okay, so I think education is putting knowledge into children's head. Right. Anything more than that? Well, it's hard no. to explain even if there is. Okay, let me just tell you, you know, this is something called etymology. Etymology is the root of where a word comes from. So education comes from a Latin word called educare, and it means to bring forth or to bring up, right? So that is what education means, and that cannot be confined in just school alone. When you look at education per se, we have three kinds, you know, three different ways children learn. One is a very formal way. Say you sit in a classroom, the teacher comes in, could be a strict teacher, could be a not so strict teacher, but there's a formal setup, right? You wear uniform, you sit there, and you need to follow a certain code of conduct. All that happens. That's a formal way of educating. There's something called informal when you talk to the teacher, you ask her how her day went by and things like that. And you learn by doing sometimes. That's an informal way of learning. Now, there's something which is totally not formal or informal, which we would call non-formal. And that's a very unsystematic way of learning. And that's how we learn at home. So learning from home is really, really important. And to, you know, to guide you through that, your parents are the right people. They are a resource bank. You cannot undermine what they know. And I would say in school, we just put you in a baby pool where you put in your feet there. Now you actually need to take a plunge into it. Now we can't do that for short of time. School hours are too short and there should be some kind of a supplement happening at home. So definitely we need to learn a lot more at home as well. Parents are equally equipped as teachers. But why do we need school then? 
Is it only to learn English, maths, Ziona? What do you think? I think we might need school because we will get along with other people. Hey, you learn beyond textbooks at school. You share a desk with a friend. You know what sharing is. This is my part. That's her part, and there's fights sometimes. But then somehow you adjust and you learn quite a bit. You learn to cope with emergencies sometimes. You need to take decisions in school sometimes. Your parents are not around to do that. It's a lot of changing order there. And all those learning happen at school apart from your textbook learning. Like you say, when I see a tiny toddler coming to school in KG classes, there's wailing, screaming sometimes, and you have to pull them. You know, that's how it goes in our school sometimes. You know, children some come smiling and very happy, the others don't. So what happens there? There's a helpless young animal coming in, and then by the time they pass out of our school. Grade twelve, they are such happy, efficient human beings. But it's not just by learning math or science or alone. We learn so many things in school. So both are required for a child, right? Yes. Next question is: Each of us kids learn at a different pace. Then why should parents be concerned about any possible low grades? Ah, that's a good question. Being concerned is a parent's job. All their lives, they are concerned more because they care about their kids. They care about you. That's the main reason. You know, I if I need to quote a little child who once came and told me, "Ma'am, I got a B up from C," and my dad said, "If you can get a C, then you can get a B, and if you can get a B, you can get an A." So the child worked really hard and. She got an A, and you know what her dad said then? Grades don't mean anything, right? So sometimes what happens is grades actually do not mean anything. But unfortunately, our education is like a passport to the future, and grades are like indicators of how much a person knows. Not just how much a person knows to get into certain school. You would have written an entrance test probably to come in. Did you write an entrance exam, Siona, to get into your yes, school? Or yes, I did. Yes, you did. So, how would they have chosen you amongst the others who have written? Because grading matters. Grading matters because it actually admits someone in or denies someone something else. So, it is an open door to quality higher education. To get into a good institution, sometimes you need that. I personally do not believe in grades, but As a parent, if you ask me, I will be concerned because ultimate aim of learning is to get yourself your bread and butter. What do I mean when I say I need to earn my bread and butter? To help us um, go to our profession, then earn enough money to run a healthy, wealthy life. Exactly, isn't it? So you need that as well. So any parent, so any parent will be concerned, or if his child is going to be a parasite or a drag on society, you know, you need to contribute in some way or the other, so that you move ahead in life. They are actually worried when the grades are low, and they do not want their kids to be demotivated. Do you think grades demotivate kids? What is your take as an eight, nine-year-old? Yes. For some children, they just can't learn because they might have some kind of learning disability. 
And exactly. so they might get a lower grade because the teachers and parents didn't work hard enough. Probably they were too busy with the other kids. And that would demotivate the kids. And they might live their life thinking that they're brainless and stupid and stuff like that. They're no good. They're no good, right? Ideally, grades, I would say we cannot grade children on the same parameter. But unfortunately... Our education system is such that we grade everybody using the same tool, same parameter. Now things are changing. We are looking at different ways and means to grade children. And as you said, children with learning disabilities are given a different mode to showcase their learning. Say a child who cannot write without a spelling error, you would call the child a dyslexic kid. We give some other way, say an oral conversation like this, where the child speaks so beautifully, gives me all the answers so beautifully, and I should be able to grade that child. So I hope and pray that such a system come in very soon so that we do not need to feel demotivated. Yes. yes. Well, after all, some children do keep studying only for the marks, not for their learning. Exactly. You're very right. So learning should happen when you are uh, in the garden, plowing, not just when you are sitting with the books, when you are playing as there's some kind of learning happening there. So when I actually bump into something, there's you need to act, learn this force and action and motion and things like that when you're moving. And if you take these examples which you learn in the park, where the gravity pulls you down or you go round and round and you learn about inertia and things like that, you will, you will know better then. So you should not be considering learning as what you learn only from textbooks. Yes, that's true. Yes. Some children, when it's time for exams, they barely go out to play because um, they want to just read, 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 get that inside their head, get the marks, do well right. in the exam. Because some children might require more time to get things in their head. Some can just... Uh, flip through and get all the points. So there are children with varying capacities. They would love to uh, sit and learn 24 hours before the test, some of them. Some are the ones who were very cool. They finish everything much ahead and then go play, come back. Yeah. My next question is, what's the best way to get the right help from my parents? You converse. You need to let them know that you need help. Any parent is concerned. It's their job to help you out as well. Okay? So, you must remember that they're just like you. They have their own feelings. Only thing is you need to tap them at the right time to get the right help. Not when they are in, right in the middle of a meeting. You run around and then you get, okay, I'm too busy. That shouldn't be the thing. At some time when you talk or when you're going on a long drive, you talk to them. Get it out of them at any point of time. But the key factor is... Talk, talk, talk. Keep the conversation open. We have children who do not open up to their parents. We have stories where children come and tell us parents do not have time for them. Just that they are so preoccupied with their own work. Now look at yourself, Siona. Your mom has actually tapped that innate ability in you to converse with people. Hasn't she kind of found that out and connected you with people? Yes, yes she, she has, has done that. Yes, so your job now is to work on it and use this opportunity to the optimum level. You have tapped your parent well then. 
That's the right way to get help from your parent. Sure is. My next question is, why do parents insist that we need to realize and do our homework by ourselves? Why do they not want to remind us? You are nine years old, Siona? Yeah, I'm nine. Right. So, say in another four or five years' time, you will be in a better position to remind yourself. Now, what are reminders ultimately? Reminders are just a nudge. When we were children, we had only our parents who pulled us out of bed early in the morning. There was alarm clock, that old alarm clock which used to ring, you know. It, have you seen that the winding kind of a clock? Yeah, so you yeah, need to yeah. wind the spring. Yeah, and then there are these loud... two kind of bowls that clap against each other. Yes, it wasn't. Uh, we used to have such alarms, you know, and you just can't lie down in bed because it goes, it gives such a uh, shrieky sound that I couldn't lie down in bed. Now we have such musical alarms coming up, right? You keep, you snooze it and then go back to bed again. You're watching a movie, you don't go on to get back to work sometimes. But parents are the best people to come and remind you. They're actually nudging you to do something, to stay focused. You will need it initially, but I'm sure later on in life you wouldn't need it. Say, for example, you know cycling? But they would have rat behind you to hold you when you, you know, and they need to give you that cue that, hey, Siona, hold on to the brake. Otherwise, you're going to fall or you're going to hit against something. Now, what happens when you are slightly older? You're just riding your bicycle. You're enjoying it. Suddenly, a kid runs across or you have a road bump. You know when to apply the brakes. You don't need a reminder there. No. Once it's part of your system, once there is discipline in you, it's your need. It's my task. You have an ownership. You own it. For example, your homework is your task. It's not mummy's task. And you should take ownership for it. Just as you would love to go and order a cake for a friend or buy a gift for a friend where you have an ownership in it. Similar to that, take ownership of your homework. Then you will never ever read reminders Reminders are required only when you don't like something. Now, homeworks are of two categories, you know. Some are fun homework. You know, you, your teacher might give you homework which asks you to find out things. For example, in my class, I remember I was doing this topic on gender roles. You know what gender roles mean? Yeah, like girl, boy. Girl, boy kind of a thing. Yeah, we were doing that. Okay. And we say that uh, there shouldn't be any gender disparity. You should treat boys and girls or any other gender equally and all such things. So especially in a conservative society, what we have is we, we took a long time to change textbooks in India where you have a lady cooking all the time and men sitting and reading newspaper, watching TV. Those were the pictures in textbooks for a long, long time, you know. And it was always the job of a woman to cook. It was never a man's job. It changed over time. Okay. It changed over time. And uh, I asked my children, children, tell me, uh, when you go out and rush back home, who runs into the kitchen first? Who makes the first coffee in the morning? They say most often still now it's mummy. Okay, so I said, let's change it. Let's do something. You ask your dads to get into the kitchen with you if your dads do not get in. So most of them said, we'll catch them. Okay, so I gave them a small project. They were supposed to make 
or cook a dish with only with the person who doesn't get into the kitchen so most often it was dads so those dads got into the kitchen with the kids and they cooked a fantastic debate they cooked ma simple dishes of dosa okay noodles and i made the dads write their experience behind and children were supposed to write down the steps to make a particular dish we compiled it into a little tiny book of us and they gave me pictures as well. such a wonderful experience you know and it showed them that and they said i said only hitches you need to clean up the kitchen because mamas are not going to like it if you leave it in a mess so they did a fantastic job and came back you know so those are the kind of homework children love to do but unfortunately we can't be giving that all the time so homework what does it tell you it tells you that certain tasks are mundane certain tasks you need to do irrespective of whether you like it or not when mommy tells you or reminds you and tells you that you need to realize it that you need to do it yourself you should not wait for reminders it means that it's going to do you good so take it as a bitter pill yeah it's going to do you good right yeah well in uk right? hey, for all yeah. the grades including grade 6 they used to give uh-huh. like um the most fun homework a child could ever wish for here is just it's just like homework is textbook exercise it oh, 1.1 right exactly i wish the changes siona i'm with you for that i would love to give homework which children enjoy things right you know yeah. in india what happens sometimes a curriculum is is where we get the syllabus in or your what you need to learn and we are actually relooking the whole thing and the whole thing and the government has come up with something called the national uh, education policy i mean not yet in but we are on track on that and we are revising the whole idea of learning in india as well so i'm sure by the time you reach your middle years you'll have a different way of uh, looking at learning looking at homework and things like that so let's hope for the best in another year or two yes i do hope that children really really get some fun homework so they just don't have to fun sit homework. at home and look into the textbook and exactly i'm with you for that yeah my next question is i love playing at home but forced to be with books because of too much homework any advice now again we are back to homework so let's see one thing what what can we do uh, what can we do to make this um, homework time fun see or not i'm just thinking for you you know what can we do uh, you have come from a place where it was all fun the way you did homework the way you learned and now you suddenly feel that oh my god this is uh, quite a bit of a burden so how do we go about it let's create a homework party kind of a thing let's make it a party time okay if you can think of uh, uh doing some okay uh, that reminds me have you read this book tom sawyer by any chance no tom sawyer ha you? Ah, you should ask mama to get it an abridged version at least it's one of the best books you know written by an author called mark twain that this this boy slightly older than you probably is aunt polly she punishes him one day you know what the punishment was the punishment was to paint the fence okay so he pulls up his pants and he has a half chewed apple in his hand and he starts painting the 
wall and he starts humming and whistling to himself you know he thought okay it's a punishment but let me make it a little bit fun and he started smiling and whistling you know that his friends felt oh my god this is a punishment and this boy is enjoying it so they came in and he says you know how much fun it is to do this though it wasn't any fun you know and then they said hey can you also paint i'll give you half a apple more to you if you could let me paint and you know you would you wouldn't believe tom got his friends do the work by just advertising that it's so much fun to paint the wall by the time aunt polly came in the entire wall was painted right oh my god so i'm not asking you to, <laughs> i'm not asking you to pass on your work to someone else but i'm saying let's make it <laughs> let's make it fun time let's enjoy what we are doing and i'm sure that you will like it you know it's like cultivating a habit it's like you know doing things with lot of joy and you must remember that uh, reading and studying is as important as playing as i told you earlier though we say today we make a time table today this happens tomorrow that happens it doesn't happen that way we learn from everything so we need to cultivate that habit and especially you know you need to have some kind of a discipline so that is what i would like to advise children i always tell them the story of that newspaper boy who comes to my house in the morning you know uh, it's not as cold as uk in bangalore but still it is cold you know we wear our sweaters and we cover ourselves up here as well this tight little boy who must be just 10 or 11 years old every morning he comes in with a stack of newspapers and he puts it here his parent would have got him out of a warm bed before dawn and he comes out into the cold to do this chore and you won't believe he wishes me in the morning you know good morning auntie he says that and i tell my children you know how he enjoys it he's been pulled out of bed he would have probably wanted to play at that point or sleep for some more time but then there's some kind of a discipline in him at this point of time there's a responsibility in him so that makes certain people extraordinary no i call such people extraordinary people you have a singer you have a player you have a successful teacher or an outstanding mother like yours they all have uh, taken in some kind of sacrifice at some point of time you know look at this little girl who's sitting in front of me when others are playing or having fun or watching some movies on netflix here she is sitting here talking to me about education and homework and things like that right doing something different isn't it that makes you a better person an extraordinary person compared to the others of your own age group so that's my advice to you siona do something different be with your peers but stand out stand up Thanks a lot for taking your time and speaking to me and so many more children out there. Thank you Mrs. Suparna. Thank you Siona and I must say I really enjoyed talking to you and I wish you all the best for whatever you're going to do in life. Thank you. Thank you and you're welcome. Those answers oh. seem pretty convincing. I really hope you my friends now understand why our parents continuously insist on us revising reading and writing at home. If you are unaware of this month's competition, it's cooking without fire. Make it without fire or heat. Send me a pic before you eat. I started trying out a few things myself. Believe me, it's fun. 
and you also stand a chance to win something. Please do send in your entries and comments to Siona at littlemindchats.com. Please do follow me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and of course Instagram. Thanks a ton for listening. Bye.